Jesus definitely he's teaching me how to how to um be a better leader. You know, and so I'm getting a lot of leadership skills. And so it's it's, it's pretty interesting. It is it's a blessing. I'm I'm learning a lot, so I'm just I'm just I'm just sitting back and just kind of just taking notes, mental notes and also just actually writing down notes and just remembering trying to remember a lot of things and just praying, you know, before I go in there and after I come out, you know. And so it's yeah. it's definitely it's definitely so um, they, it's like, unique. Um, do they have like mental counselors for them because I'm sure it's things that they probably need to get off of their chest. Yep, yep, yeah, they have that. They have that too. Yep, they have that too. So they they uh, they meet with them okay. like I think um, once or twice a week too. So that is. is <laughs> Okay. They have um they have um, um every everything that they're supposed to have they pretty much have it, and so that's why I said it's like they they got it all covered. Okay. So it's like <laughs> I'm just coming in there learning, you know. Yeah, yeah they have all of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm just listening well, to we Jesus. We have to pray on yeah, mm-hmm. and and pray on that environment because um. They they just need more than they even know, and um, sometimes we're not we're not always given the tools to offer that to people. So um, and maybe we may not be the ones that has to offer it. So we just have to pray for those children that you know in that environment that they that they'll get everything they need, including instruction, Bible instruction you know, and, and, um, Christianity, because, um, that I'm finding all of the things I went through in my childhood, that if I had God in my life and learned all there was, I learned, you know, the things that I know now that I, I would have had a different life. Yeah. They, um, Jesus definitely sent me in there for that, like delivering that word. Cause I, um, I was actually able to hand them a, um, some Bibles and, and one of the groups, and then I hand another one of the groups some Bible, um, like some scripture cards, and they 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 loved it. They ate it up, you know. So, and I've seen since I've done that, even before that, I just seen Jesus working, you know, seeing Jesus just working in their lives. And so it's it's it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's definitely an opportunity. It's can continue to open up. Yeah. But um we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go ahead and go ahead and get started here. Yeah. I'll go ahead and get started. Okay. Um, this this isn't too long. I know it's okay. a little bit it's a little bit later. Hallelujah. We're gonna go we're gonna start off with a short prayer. <clears throat> okay. Father Jesus, you are so good to us, Jesus. Thank you for this day, Jesus. Thank you for this blessing, Jesus. Thank you for helping us, Jesus, to get to our destination and back from our destination today in our travels, Jesus. I ask Jesus that you bless Miss Donna and Mr. Ben, Jesus, today, Jesus, with your favor, with your will, and with your provision, Jesus. Provide for them the things that they need. Provide for them the things that they don't have, Jesus. Fill those empty areas, Jesus, and provide for them bountifully, Jesus, overfilling, Jesus, with the things that they need. Hallelujah. Not just physical, not just monetarily, but mentally and spiritually, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Fill them with a surety. Fill them with faith. Fill them with confidence. 
Hallelujah. Then trust in you and the holy name of Jesus. You hold all things in your hands, Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to pray for Miss Rose and her. We want to pray that you continue to strengthen and heal her. And that you strengthen and heal Miss Rose. That you bless them and lead them in the right way. They should go help them. Help all of our children. Jesus, Shamir and Lee, Lala, Amani, Arias, and Elijah, Emmanuel, and Hesod. Bless me and my wife, Ashley. Bless our marriage and our ministry, Jesus. Bless us all and help us all, Jesus, to carry out your will and to read your word without ceasing and to pray to you, Jesus, without ceasing, Jesus. And put your kingdom first in the holy name of Jesus. Help us to do that. Help us to remember that. Help our children, Jesus, to remember that and to see that and to know why it's so important, Jesus. Continue to bless Jesus, Steve and Jaleesa in their marriage, Jesus. Bless them with togetherness. Bless them, Jesus, with unity to be on one accord strengthen and bless them with peace and love and understanding and wisdom and reconciliation with each other in the holy name of jesus bless them in the holy name of jesus help them to remember you and to put you first help us all to put you first help us all to be reconciled to one another jesus help us all in our marriages jesus to spend time with one another spend time with our children to spend time with each other you told us to love one another you told us to prefer one another you told us jesus to uplift one another to show each other hospitality, to care for one another. Help us to do that by spending time with one another, by hearing one another, by listening to one another in the holy name of Jesus. Help us to listen to you. Help us to practice listening to you by listening to each other. In the holy name of Jesus, we pray. And we say hallelujah. Amen. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. So Jesus Jesus really did something special with this sermon. He actually... Uh, took us back just a little bit before we go back into Leviticus, but he took me back into first Corinthians to first Corinthians eight to touch on just a little bit of what we were talking about in the last sermon and the sermon before, which was on the, um, the subject of offering things to idols. Remember there was the four things that the Gentiles were supposed to stay away from. And Jesus pointed this out, of course, to the Jews to say to them that they were supposed to stay away from these things for too as well. So it was meat offered to idols, fornication, things strangled, and of course, uh, from blood and ingesting blood. And we started, we talked a lot about the blood part in the last sermon um, at the end uh, when we were sharing. And so um, in 1 Corinthians 8, Jesus led us to 1 Corinthians 8. Uh, Jesus blessed Paul with wisdom on this particular subject about the, the um, things that are offered to idols. Okay. And so um, is everybody there? 1 Corinthians 8. Do I need to wait yeah, a second? I am. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right so. Yep, starting in um, in line one. Starting in line one. One second here. All right. So starting in line one. One second here. Hallelujah. Now it's touching things offered unto idols. We know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. So the only things we're supposed to know. But if any man love God, the same is known of him. 
as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols we know that an idol is nothing in the world so idol is is, is nothing it doesn't it doesn't have any importance it doesn't have any power and that there is none other God but one. Okay, so the people that believe in idols, they think that it represents some God. But there's only one God, and that's Jesus. Hallelujah. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Howbeit, there is not in every man that knowledge. For some with conscience of the idol unto this hour eat it as a thing offered unto an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Okay, so he's saying that not everybody knows that there's only one God and one Lord. Okay, and so they take part in this uh, offerings of um, unto idols. Okay, so line eight, but meat commendeth us not to God. Okay, but meat, but food. Okay, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. Or if we eat, if we don't eat, it doesn't make us better or worse. That's not how we attain favor. That's not how, that's not what God is looking at. That's not what Jesus is looking at. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. For if any man see thee, which has knowledge, sit at meat, or sit at the table in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? Because we represent Jesus. So if somebody sees us um, worshiping an idol or eating at a table that's, that's the, where the meat was offered to idols, he's saying that they're gonna they're gonna um, be they're gonna be influenced to take part in that, which isn't right, because we represent Jesus. And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish, for whom Christ died. But when you sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. Hallelujah. As Jesus is saying, he's saying, be the best representation that you can be of him. Hallelujah. And so this sermon is called Restore and Reconcile. Hallelujah. And being the best representation of Jesus and continually restores us to Jesus. Now, the reconciling part, of course, Jesus did that on the cross. Okay, and we do that during re repentance and when we're baptized. Hallelujah. And so Jesus led us back to Leviticus 4. Hallelujah. We're going to go back to Leviticus 4 and just read the very end of Leviticus 4, where we left off at. Hallelujah. All right, Leviticus 4, 33 through 35. Give me a minute. The very, very end of it. Okay. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. Leviticus 4, 33. Yeah, very end, like the last, last couple of lines of Leviticus 4. 
Okay, you can go ahead because I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm still looking for it. Amen. So Leviticus is right after Exodus. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Okay. And so this is the last few lines of, of Leviticus chapter four. The last couple of lines. Okay. Yeah. Starting in line 33. And he shall lay his hand upon the head of the okay. sin offering and slay it for a sin offering in the place where they kill the burnt offering. And the priest shall take of the blood of the sin offering with his finger and put it upon the horns of the altar of the of burnt offering and shall pour out all the blood thereof at the bottom of the altar. And he shall take away all the fat thereof as the fat of the lamb is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar according to the offerings made by fire unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for his sin that he have committed and it shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. And so he's saying the priest is making that atonement. And of course, we know that Jesus made the final atonement for us on that cross. He atoned for those sins. He covered over those sins with his blood. Hallelujah. And of course, we know that Jesus refines us in that, in that fire, in that devouring fire. And so he's burning out the fat. Okay, like how we see here, they said that the, that they take away the fat, okay, it's taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offering, and the priest shall burn them upon the altar. Jesus, our high priest, burns out these things, that the fat and the extra things that, that we don't need in our lives, out of our lives as we, can, as we continue our walk with him, okay, after the baptism, okay, after we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, he continues to burn that those things out. And his devouring fire, and his refining, and his refining fire. Okay, and so we talked about in the last sermon that Jesus is that He's that forgiveness. He's the one who, who, who forgives. It is forgiven. The sins are forgiven through Jesus, and we and we put our hand on the head of the whole crucifixion, the whole event. Okay, of that whole sacrifice when we do when we do our communion. Okay, and so it's the same thing. It's the same thing that we're reading here. That um they that they put their hand, okay, on the head of the sin offering. Okay, it's the same thing. Hallelujah. And so we're we're looking at um the old testament and the new testament, how how it interrelates, how it interweaves. Okay, so Jesus led us right into Leviticus five. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness whether he have seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. Or if a soul touch any unclean thing, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast or a carcass of unclean cattle or the carcass of unclean creeping things, and if it be hidden from him, he also shall be unclean and guilty. Or if he touch the uncleanness of man, Whatsoever uncleanness it be that a man shall be defiled withal, and it it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty. Or if a soul swear pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty in one of those. Okay, and we're going to go further into that. Jesus 
is taking us further into that um, once we get up us just a little bit further. Amen. Because this is this this goes right into what Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, about swearing and about taking oaths. Okay. So again, I'll, 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 we'll go back. Whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath, and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty in one of these. Hallelujah. This is why we're not supposed to, um, to sign contracts with um, things hidden in it. This is why we're not supposed to, um, to, to join and, um, ourselves to occult practices because they also um, do that as well, too. And the courts and the, and the court system, the justices in the time has kind of taken these, these things and adopted them. And, um, and now we also have this um, going on in some of the, the, uh, with the cell phone companies. So when you, when you agree to something, there's a whole bunch of hidden stuff in there that we kind of scroll past that, um, that are in there and, and these companies are completely taking advantage of us and a lot of people. And so that's why this stuff has to, has to come down. Hallelujah. So Jesus does, he doesn't, he doesn't like that because this is, this is, this still applies. Okay. Because if we, if, if somebody pronounce an oath and it be hid from the, from the other person, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty in one of these. Okay. We have to we have to repent for any anything that we have tied ourselves to that is not of God. Hallelujah. So Leviticus five, line five. And it shall be when he shall be guilty in one of these things that he shall confess that he have sinned in that thing. And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Lord for his sin, which he have sinned. On a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats for a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sin. And if he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he have committed two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto the Lord, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And he shall bring them unto the priest who shall offer that which is for the sin offering first and wring off his head from his neck, but shall not divide it asunder. And he shall sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second for a burnt offering according to the manner, and the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin, which he have sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. Okay? But if he be not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he that sins shall bring for his offering the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil upon it, neither shall he put any frankincense therein, for it is a sin offering. So if you notice something here too, and I didn't notice this the first time that I read this, but it says that if the person is not able to do it, to do this, it's, he, they can bring something simpler. They can bring something that's way more simple, and they can something that, that that is affordable for them, knowing that there will be people that would come from eventually. It would come from different um, areas of wealth in society. Hallelujah! So Jesus, he really had a plan, and 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 you can see his mercy laid out through the Old Testaments with these examples. Hallelujah. And so real quick, we got to log out and log back in just briefly. We'll go ahead and continue. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're going to keep going. So we're in Leviticus 5. 
and we're going to go back to line 11 and go right and read back to line 12 where Jesus led us to. But if he be not able to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons, then he that sins shall bring for his offering the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a sin offering. He shall put no oil upon it, neither shall he put any frankincense therein, for it is a sin offering. So Jesus knew that even the most... Um, frugal or, or, or simple or, or meek offering would be able to be offered you know even if someone wasn't that wasn't on one of uh, a lot of wealth okay so you remember even the um the widow and um the samaritan woman the widow that elijah helped out you know she kept using that that flower that's all she had there was a famine in land all she had left was flour so he knew that if if anything they would have flour and then we had some oil, just like that 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 woman had. Okay. So going into line twelve, then shall he bring it to the priest, and the priest shall take his handful of it, even a memorial thereof, and burn it on the altar, according to the offerings made by fire. Unto the Lord it is a sin offering, and the priest shall make an atonement for him as touching his sin, that he have sinned in one of these, and it shall be forgiven him, and the remnant shall be the priests as a meat offering. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul commit a trespass and sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring for his trespass unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flocks with thy estimation of thy shekels of silver. After the shekel of the sanctuary for a trespass offering, and he shall make amends for the harm that he hath done in the holy thing, and shall add the fifth part thereto and give it unto the priest. And the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering. And it shall be forgiven him. And if a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Lord, though he wist it not, yet he yet is he guilty, and it shall bear and shall bear his iniquity, and he shall bring a ram without blemish out of the flock with thy estimation for a trespass offering unto the priest, and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his ignorance wherein he erred, and wist it not, and it shall be forgiven him. It is a trespass offering. He have certainly trespassed against the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me one second here. Hallelujah. So I'm going to just jump back a little bit to some of the things that Jesus wanted us to, wanted us to focus on. And so one of the main lines that we read here was about the oath. Or if a soul swear pronouncing with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounce with an oath and it be hid from him, when he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty on one of these. Okay. So going and Jesus led us right into Leviticus 6 and goes right into this. And if the Lord 
and the and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul sin and commit a trespass against the Lord, and lie unto his neighbor, and that which was delivered him to keep, or in fellowship, or in a thing taken away by violence, or have deceived his neighbor, or have found that which was lost, and lieth concerning it, so if he lies, and sweareth falsely in any of all these that a man doeth, sinning therein, then it shall be because he have sinned and is guilty, that he shall restore that which he took violently away. Or the thing which he have deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he have sworn falsely. Okay, so we're going back to the swearing, we're going back to the oaths. Okay. Or all that about which he have sworn falsely, he shall even restore it in the principle and shall add the fifth part more thereto and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth, to whom it belonged to in the day of his trespass offering. Hallelujah. So we're going to come. We're going to come right back to that. Jesus led us up to Psalm 28. Psalm 28. Hallelujah. Let me know when you're there. You need a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, you guys got it? Psalm 28, we're just going to read lines 1 through 3. All right, it says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock, be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward the holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. So he's, so he's saying, David is saying, let me not be deceitful. And this is exactly what Jesus is saying in Leviticus. To not be deceitful, to not say, I'm going to do this for you. I swear I'm going to do this for you. And then you don't do it okay? because that's deceit. Hallelujah. So we're going to go back to Leviticus where we were in Leviticus 6. We're going to keep that in mind. Hallelujah. So remember, again, this, this sermon is called Restore and Reconcile. Okay, and so he's saying here, he's saying right here in Leviticus that you're supposed to restore that which he took away violently and that which you swore falsely. All right? And that, of course, that goes into being reconciled with that person okay because you were deceitful with that person hallelujah now i'm moving too fast for anybody are we are we still we following along all right i can't hear you guys if you're saying something
I still can't hear you. Look like you're saying something, but for some reason it's not. Alright. Okay. Alright, we're going to keep going. Hallelujah. So, Jesus led us uh, back to Leviticus 6. So it says in line 5, Or all that which he have sworn falsely, he shall even restore it in the principle, and shall add the fifth part more thereto, and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth, to who it belongs, in the day of his trespass offering. So you're recon you're being reconciled to that person. You're you're um, restoring, you know, um, what belonged to that person. Okay, you're restoring it, and, and and in that instance, you're also being reconciled to that person because you're you're bringing back to them what they were owed or what they the thing that they needed what was theirs hallelujah and so jesus pointed us back to um matthew 7 which is the sermon on the mount which talks a lot about this the exact same subject bringing it into the focus of the new testament the laws of the heart the laws of the spirit hallelujah matthew 7 and we're going to start in line 12. Jesus led us to Matthew 7, and we're going to start in line 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so remember, David was talking about that the, that the neighbor... It's, you're speaking, somebody speaking peace to their neighbor, right? You're speaking peace to their neighbor, but mischief is in their heart, so they're being deceitful. This is what Jesus is talking about here. Pointing us to start in line 12 of Matthew 7. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. So we're supposed to treat each other how we want to be treated. Okay? All right? That's the simplest way to say that. Hallelujah. Enter you in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in therein. There it. Okay? Many go on that path. All right? Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So not a lot of people go on that path, but it's the right path, okay? Which is the narrow pathway. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us back to Leviticus 6. And we're just going to, Jesus, he wants us to, he wants us to go in and really break this down a little bit more. Hallelujah. Leviticus 6. So we're going, to, we're going to read this again. Hallelujah. So it's about the restoring and the reconciling of your neighbor, of your family member, of your friend, of whoever it is, and ultimately to God. 
to Jesus. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, If a soul sin and commit a trespass against the Lord, and lie unto his neighbor, and that which was delivered him to keep, or in fellowship, or in a thing taken away by violence, or have deceived his neighbor, or have found that which was lost, and lieth concerning it, and sweareth falsely in any of all these that a man doeth or does, sinning therein, then it shall be because he have sinned and is guilty, that he shall restore, okay, there's the restore, that which he took took violently away, or the thing which he have deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, okay? So we all have these situations happen. Somebody gave us something to keep when we lost it. Or he gave us something to keep, or, you know, that when they talk about deceitfully, right? The person went and sold it. The thing that the person told 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 the per the other person to keep, okay. So it says, or the thing which he had deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he have sworn falsely, he shall even restore it in the principal, and shall add the fifth part more thereto, and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. So he's supposed to add to it. Jesus saying here, you're supposed to add to it because of the sin, because of the time, okay? Because that's only right. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us back to Matthew 5. Back to Matthew 5. Okay, before we were in uh, Matthew 7, Jesus led us to Matthew 5, and we're going to start... Matthew 5. <clears throat> Just want us to start in Matthew 5. At line 22. Hallelujah. Line 22. Hallelujah. Let me know if you need a second to get there. Hallelujah. He really wants us to understand that Jesus is so good. He is so good. He wants us to understand this in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Hallelujah. All right, so Matthew 5, line 22. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother have aught against thee, or anything against you, line 24, leave there your gift before the altar, and go your way, and first be reconciled okay so the leviticus mentioned more so the restoral but we know in the restoral when you restore when you restore something to somebody it, 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 there's there is a reconciling there but when jesus talks about this he's going further into it and he's saying that it's it's you you be reconciled to that person okay and that's more so spiritually and mentally 
be reconciled to that person. Leave their, your gift before the altar and go thy way. Go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Hallelujah. So we have, we're not supposed to have anything on our heart against anybody, any offense before we come to God. That's why when we, when we do our communion, okay, we're supposed to come with a clear conscience, a clear heart, a clear spirit. Hallelujah. Agree with thine adversary quickly whilst you are in the way with him. Okay. Lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and you be cast into prison. Hallelujah. Verily I say unto you, you shall by no means come out thence till, the, till you have paid the uttermost farthing. Okay. Hallelujah. So he's talking about that. That could, that could be on earth. You know mental prison or after you know that could be in hell okay so we don't have anything against anybody we want to be blameless in jesus hallelujah and so this is what he means by restoring and reconciling hallelujah <laughs> All right, so Jesus is talking about reconciling, restoring and reconciling, being reconciled to our neighbor, being reconciled to our brother, being reconciled to our family member. Sit, sit down, man. Hallelujah. So Jesus took us back to Leviticus 6. Hallelujah. Leviticus 6. And we're just going to go up this a little bit further than we did earlier. We're going to start in line 4 this time. And we're just going to read lines 4 and 5. Jesus wants us to focus on this. On this restoring and the false oath. This part goes more into the false oaths. And restoring ourselves to that person, restoring to them the things that were missing. Hallelujah. So Leviticus 6, lines 4 and 5. Then it shall be, because he have sinned and is guilty, that he shall restore that which he took violently away, or the thing which he have deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he have sworn falsely, he, have, he shall even restore it in the principle, and shall add the fifth part more thereto, and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. Hallelujah. I don't know what just happened. Something happened right there. One second here. Amen. I don't know what happened right there. It went out. But Jesus is good. We're going to keep it moving. Hallelujah. All right. So, 
So going back to line five. Or all that about which he has sworn falsely, he shall even restore it in the principle and shall add the fifth part more thereto and give it unto him to whom it appertaineth in the day of his trespass offering. Okay, so adding the fifth part, restoring it, adding the fifth part. And it's because the person swore falsely, they promised falsely. Okay, they promised and they didn't fulfill it. Okay, and of course, earlier in the scripture, it said that it was by deception. And we read that in Psalm 28 as well, too. Hallelujah. So Jesus wants us to understand it. We're not supposed to make any, we're not supposed to, to swear falsely. We're not supposed to swear deceitfully. All right. And then we have to make it right with that person. Hallelujah. So Jesus led us back to Matthew 5. Okay. Which, which focuses on this in the, in the New Testament. In the Sermon on the Mount. Hallelujah. So Matthew 5, 33 through 37 this time. Jesus led us to Matthew 5, 33 through 37. Matthew 5, 33 through 37. Tell me if you need a minute to get there. Matthew 5, 33 through 37. Okay. I'm there. Okay. Now it says, Again, you have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. Okay? So we're not supposed to swear. We're not supposed to swear ahead of time. We're not supposed to make an oath ahead of time and say, I swear I'm going to do this. I swear I'm going to do that. Okay? We're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to make the... He's saying here, he's going back to the to the law. Jesus saying to the, 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 the we're supposed to come before God, right? And make the oath. If we're going to make it, we're going to swear something before God. We're supposed to do it right then and there. All right? It's supposed to be something that we're, you're going to do right then and there immediately. Right. That's that's what it was. That's what it was in the past. Right. And again, um, don't you don't have to turn there, but we were in Leviticus six. I'm going to read what it says in Leviticus six again about that. All right. OK. Amen. Um, or all that about which he swore falsely. Time, okay. If that person is sinned and is guilty, that he shall restore that which he took violently away, or the thing which he have deceitfully gotten, or that which was delivered him to keep, or the lost thing which he found, or all that about which he have sworn falsely. Okay. So the person swore falsely. I said they promised they were going to do that. Okay. And they had no intention of actually doing it. Or. They swore, they said, I swear I'm going to do this and didn't even, never did it. He shall even restore it in the principle and shall add the fifth part. Okay. And so what Jesus is saying here, you have heard that it has been said by them of old time, you shall not forswear. You're not supposed to swear or make an oath ahead of time. Right. 
you're not supposed to do that, but shall perform unto the Lord your oath. You're supposed to perform it. You're supposed to keep it. And then Jesus goes and says, he says, but I say unto you, he's commanded us now in New Testament, swear not at all. Don't make us, don't swear anything to anybody at all, anything at all. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, or yes, yes, and nay, nay, or no, for no. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil, meaning that wherever any, anything more than that is deception, is evil, is you're, you're, you're going into deception, you're going into lying, you're going into manipulation, okay? Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to be honest. He wants us to be straightforward. He wants us to be clear. He wants us to be blameless in the holy name of Jesus. He wants us to be restore everything to our neighbors, to our family, to our friends, to, to other people, especially those in the church, and we're supposed to be reconciled to those same people, to our friends, to our family, to our loved ones, to the body of Christ, especially the body of Christ, especially the church. Hallelujah. Amen. We're supposed to be reconciled. No. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to restore what was lost. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus wants from us. And we have to, and we can, we can break that down into all areas of our lives. Are we being deceitful in any way? We're being deceitful in any way to anybody about anything are we being honest let our yes be yes and let our no be no you know we even have to um to look at that and we've been looking at this real closely when we're raising our children and jesus has been working with us on that we're just being clear yes no you know even though it might seem harsh sometimes yes no being straightforward hallelujah and he's just been refining that He's ref he refines us through our whole lives in every area of our lives so that we're honest, so that we're faithful, so that we trust him. Okay, because somebody can be, we might say yes, we might say no to somebody. They might, they might be, they, they might, they might think like, oh, this, this person is being strict, but no, no, we just got to trust Jesus because later on down the road, that person will probably thank you for that, for that honesty. Hallelujah. So Jesus, that's what he wants. He wants us to be the best example of him. That's why David was talking like that in Psalm 28. We'll just, we'll just go back to that real, real, just briefly, because it was the perfect example of an example, okay? An example, okay? And that, that specific part about the neighbor. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. And so in that in that Psalm in that Psalm uh twenty-eight, 
Jesus through David was showing us this. Okay, that he said, Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischievous in their hearts. Okay, so he wants, he's saying he wants Jesus to listen to him. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward the, thy holy oracle. That's the, that's the, 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 the example. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That we're not supposed to be deceitful. Okay. We're supposed to speak peace to our neighbors and mean it. Hallelujah. So he wants us to be the best example. Hallelujah. And constantly being restored, constantly being reconciled to everyone, especially those who are, are part of the body. Hallelujah. And so we can go ahead and end there. Has anybody got any, any reflections, any uh, personal revelations, anything that you want to share that you got out of that, out of the sermon today? Amen. Um, I don't have anything right now. No, I don't really have anything. You know, um, I think of a hand. You know, I'm sure I'm a pumpkin plate. It always does. <laughs> Amen. If you have some. No, I, I could, I could kind of, I could kind of hear what you just said, Mister Ben. What'd you say again? Oh, no, I was just saying I probably uh, will think of something a little later after it always does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah, feel free to ask questions and yeah, bring it up later or something. You know, we, we're we open to it. You know, it's, it's Jesus. He's constantly, constantly teaching, teaching us all. Amen. He's leading us into all truth, oh, bringing everything yeah. back to remembrance of everything that he said. Hallelujah. I think one of the biggest, one of the big, I think one of the biggest issues with the church, you know, and, you know, some of the scripture, you know, was touching on it, you know, in the way it's, uh, that we, a lot of times, we the church, do a very cool job, you know, um, where the, some of the scriptures um, was talking about how not to kind of uh, offend someone who's weak, you know, not offend them, but, you know, make them faint because of what you're doing or what you say or, or, or something you being maybe us as the church, right? And yeah. Then oh, yeah. How the church reacts sometimes where you can't tell a bit of difference between the church and the unsaved person. Yep. Amen. And kind of kills the testimony to the weak person, the person that may be interested, the non-believer, you know, and I think the church is at times its worst enemy, you know, 
because a lot of our testimonies are just not usable. God can't use us for anything because of uh, some of the uh, sin that we just kind of let fester, you know, you know, in our lives instead of just, you know, instead of dealing, really dealing with it. And then our testimonies are like, uh, you know, it's air. It doesn't have any meat to it where someone can look at you and say, well, well, you're no different than I am. I mean, you go to the same place I go to. You say the same thing. You talk the same talk I do. You know, you say the same, you talk the same smack I do. And, you know, and I think that, you know, when you do have uh, someone that may be leaning toward, you know, the Christian lifestyle, that person, I think when the Bible is speaking of that weak person, you kind of really do them quite a disservice because, you know, instead of you kind of helping to lead them, you just kind of reaffirm to the other part of them that, okay, uh, why waste my time? And, and, you know, and in that way, you really kind of, you know, then in a way without thinking about you, then did the devil's work. So that's what he would want to happen, right? He wouldn't want that person that was right here watching the other person where the other person's testimony would kind of lead them even closer and closer and, and get them to that point, you know, where right. they're either accepting Christ or they don't wither up and dry, dry up, you know, because they're very new and, you know, in, 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 in Christianity and they just kind of wither away and fall right back into full-blown sin and just living, you know, just living the sinful life, not like falling headlong into sin and, 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 and being repentant for it, you know, they just live a life of sin, you know, and you can't tell the difference that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes much sense. No, it makes sense because when Jesus talks about the Pharisees, he talks about that the Pharisees made makes the person who is who is a new convert more of a child of hell than they are, and so, um, in some ways, um, in the in the local in the churches in the local churches and all the in some of the churches, there is that there's an attitude there that has to be let go of, of um, you know of of um. Con- condemnation because we're because everybody is growing and learning and so um jesus through paul talks about that in um in the scriptures about a soft rebuke a soft soft speech it's also in the um in the psalms and the proverbs a soft rebuke a soft the soft speech okay delivering something somebody to somebody softly so that you don't you don't um offend that person or you don't um turn that person away from the faith because there still has to be wisdom there there still there still has to be discernment there there still has to be uh, um a, a a girding there of the of the lips and the tongue okay that so so that so that when that correction is delivered it's delivered in a wise way with wisdom 
or else that person is just going to be um, feel offended and condemned and never come back again. And so you're right about that. You know, we've been talking about that. Me and Ashley were talking about that all this week. And um, and so we, that's 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 those are things. Those are things that we got to we have to pray for, you know, for each other and, and, and just for ourselves, you know, to be able to deliver correction better. You know, I know he's been working on me with that. And um, and it's just the more that we pray, the more that we know that we need that there's a need and we pray instead of trying to do it ourselves, the better um the better the the he's going to give us a better process to work it all out with. He's going to continue to do that. Jesus is going to continue to do that in us. Amen. Amen. Exactly. And so that that that's it, 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 he he was he will give it to us. He he's the answer. It's in the it's in the scriptures. It's there, and and, and we can read it and and, and know it. But Jesus is going to be the one to actually put it how to how to execute it inside of us. Hallelujah through the Holy Spirit. So that's that's a that's an excellent observation. Yeah, that, I agree. Amen. Amen. That's why those those laws those laws are of the heart. You know that 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 sermon on the mount the laws of the heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that, that was that was great. We didn't go ahead and get these these babies asleep. <laughs> he saw us over here giving me looking at me. Getting fussy over here. Hey everybody. <laughs> Hey, I can't.